all right. We, uh, the, welcome to the uh, American Outdoor News Podcast. We're here with uh, Chris Peranto. How you doing, hey, Chris? Hey, buddy. How, how you doing again? It's and how long have you been doing the podcast? What six I, months? I just no. I just launched the podcast last week. Oh wow! I've been doing the ah. magazine a few years. Oh and, yeah, you've been. Uh, we've been in. I've been. Yeah, I've been with you for two, three years in the magazine. A couple yeah, times here uh, and there. This is your fourth <laughs> interview with American Outdoor News. You're a regular. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yes, it's, it's so too American Outdoor News, and you're not in the city in New York, though. You're upstate. No, right? I'm in Long Island. I'm, oh, uh, you're Long Island. Oh, yeah, you, I'm about <laughs> forty minutes outside of the city, which but, is fine. No, that well, actually, my Ian Scotto, the gentleman that does my podcast with me, the Battleline Podcast. Yeah, I wonder if you guys are neighbors. He's in Long Island. Yeah, he's he not far from me. Yeah, he always says, "Nah, that's this isn't the city. This isn't New York." And I've never been to Long Island before, man. So I, I need to get out there and check. He says it's pretty out there. You guys got a lot you know, of stuff. It really sucks here. I don't know. I couldn't deal with the politics. When there's I, when no fucking way. I mean, there were there was. <laughs> potato farms around the block from my house it's gotten so populated and so Uh, built um it's it's really yeah that's terrible too because you don't want to see that it it really is you if i remember watching the matrix the first matrix movie and they're talking to neo is like and the the bad guy whatever his name was says yeah humans you guys are like a virus. You, you don't adapt. You just come in and you mow things over and you take it over and you spread and you don't try to assimilate and, and become one with your surroundings and nature. And I think back that now and after I look and I look outside even in Omaha here and man, all the mayor gives a shit about here is, is tax money. And every little piece of land that may have a farm on it or may have woods on it, they're tearing it down and putting up a dollar store yeah. or a shitty-ass apartment building or these homes that are constructed like that. And it, it's – I mean, I think back and I'm like, God, we are – we're like cancer. We don't we don't try to come in and, and, and help out with those surroundings or, or be part of nature. We just come in and mow shit over and build structures that have no living purpose at all, yeah, houses and – it's terrible, man. We can't go out. We're building up. You know, we're building we got, apartment buildings. And, uh, exactly. Uh, it's, you know, and it's part of the uh, politics today. Well, it's money, man. Money money is the root of all evil. I believe that. And, I, man, it, it runs how everything's going out here in society and politics in particular. What, what's the biggest thing to make money on when you have no talent at all? Go be a politician. Yeah, I mean, well, look, at, look, look at Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> <laughs> look at her oh my god look at maxine waters holy shit man millionaires and really what is their talent and not the sharpest knife in the drawer you know no 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 they're yeah about as my dad used to say got about as much sense as that wood post over there he always used to say all the time man son you got as much sense as that wood post well that's about right and it's the truth brother and that's it why is. that's why i got out of politics that's why i don't i don't even no, I don't get into any of that shit anymore. It's it's, it's worthless, uh, and 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 it doesn't help at all. It's divisive, and all oh, does is make the media, and it makes politicians richer and richer, and it, we lo- we lose more and more control of our own values, our own freedoms, and our own lives. Man, we really do. Well, you know, even today, what's going on? It, it's people are afraid to speak their mind. People don't want to. Uh, upset or, you know, oh, political. Somebody. Yeah. I mean, uh, that, at, uh, <laughs> what I read today, uh, Brett Favre said that, um, 
Colin Kaepernick is going to be held as a hero like Pat, Til- <laughs> Pat Tillman. How, how, oh, man. You know how what? How can he compare the two? You know, you can't. Well, he can because he doesn't know any better. Same with Drew Brees that backpedaled. Again, it comes down to money. It comes down to popularity. It comes down to having no spine, even though as it – and I'll, I, I'm not afraid. You know that, right? You know exactly that I am not afraid to speak my mind. So I'll say it to those guys right now. Dude, if you want to see that – and they house NFL players and professional athletes are so tough. They're so – they got so much strength. Well, they're proving it now how much of a spine they have. And I'll tell you right now, yeah, that's ridiculous. Now, I, I fought, and I did, and there's a lot of veterans out there that fought for our freedoms, that fought for the right to whatever is protest, speak your mind, and protest on whatever side you want to protest on, whether you want to be on the side protesting against the Michigan governor for continuing to, to shut down the state and destroy its economy or protest for police brutality, which I get, Hey, that's fine. I support, honestly, I support both your rights to protest as long as it stays nonviolent. Yep. All right. And it's got to. So I do. I, if you want to kneel for the flag, if you want to kneel for the national anthem, that is your right. Do I agree with it? No, but I did serve my country. I did serve and protect your, your right. Not yours, Chris, but you, well, yours too. But oh, yeah, mine you're too. right. <laughs> you're right to do that. But also, on the other flip side, and this is where people, if you don't have courage, if you don't have intestinal fortitude, if you don't have any guts or ganas, is what we call it in Spanish, you don't have any balls, you don't have any ganas, man, this is what you're going to do. You're going to backpack. You're going to say, oh, my gosh, I got to fit in with the status quo. Oh, man, people, I, I, I said stand up for the flag and stand up for the national anthem. And now people are berating me. They're yelling at me. They're threatening me. So I got to come back because, you know, that's the right way to no bullshit. You're doing it because you're chicken shit. That's why you're yeah. doing it. So what I'm going to tell you, hey, I, I and veterans like myself went out there and protected the Constitution. We protected, protected your freedom of speech. We did. We also, though, on the flip side, we protect our own freedom of speech and those that want to stand for the flag, that want to stand and respect what the national anthem is. And that is what this country is based on. That's freedom, brother. That's, that's the ability to, yeah, speak your mind and not worried about getting driven over by a tank, by a Chinese tank in the middle of Tian- Tiananmen Square. Well, I so, don't know, you know when it's become fashionable for a um, corporation to take a political stance. Uh, it's it's money driven. You got Levi's that are boycotting guns. Uh, same with Bank of America. Uh, you got this whole new thing with Aunt Jemima, um, and and all these <laughs> yeah 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 I know. When, when, and and taking away their logos because somebody finds it offensive. Yeah. When did it become fashionable to to alienate part of your consumer base? It's it's not fashionable, but that's the trend right now, and that's how our country always is. Whatever trend, whatever in fad things right now, that's what they're going to side with because, again, it comes back to money. It comes back to maybe – and I bet there's behind-the-scenes stuff going on that we don't even see being sued by the NAACP for if they don't change – oh, here in Omaha. If they don't – here's an example. They don't change a menu item here at the 11th Worth Cafe, Leavenworth Cafe that's been here for years by the Coniglia family. If they don't change the menu item, they're going to get sued or they're going to get extorted for money. If they don't, because the menu item is called General Lee's omelet after General the Southern General <laughs> Robbery. Okay, I, yeah, but, but I, you know General that, Lee, that, 
did not, he was not a slave owner. Uh, he was a. He Why was a, is he offensive? Because he was because a Confederate he, general. Because he was a Confederate general, and it gets down to where is that spine come from? Do you have the guts to get out there and still stand up for what you believe in? And many Americans, especially in the corporate world, they don't because they see the bottom line. I I don't think it comes down to to them believing that this country is racist, which I don't believe it is, I, or it's racist on both sides. It's one or the other. It's either we're not, or we have racism on all classes, uh, whether it's white racist or black racist or Latino racist. It's, it's one or the other. It's not this one group that is the racist group in this country. All right. But that being said, these corporations, I really do think they don't, they don't look, they look at the bottom line. What can I make money off of? What commercial can I put out there that's going to generate the most shock value? And it gets down to shock value, which the corporations have learned great from Fox News and CNN and MSNBC and all that. What is going to get people to watch my ad? It's that shock value or whatever is in fad at the moment. And that's what it is. It's money driven, brother. But that being said, too. Yeah, uh, shock value here. I'll give you some shock value. If you want to stand for the flag, I support you. I know I'm going off a different tangent now, but yeah. if you want to, st- if you b- want to speak out, I will support the hell out of you. Because again, I've, we fought for those freedoms to be able to do that, and we fought for those freedoms that aren't money driven. And and that's where, uh, honestly, now with all this stuff going on, the best thing to do, and I tell people, is just turn that shit off, man. Turn the news. I watch movies, so there's. It's hard for me just to watch regular TV anymore because I don't want to see the damn commercials. Yeah. It's like Jesus, get it out of my face. It's. I I, I live in a predominantly African American neighborhood. Uh, great neighbors were intermixed. I don't see racism here, so don't throw that bullshit in my face. Is there a problem with law enforcement? There is a problem within the community of law enforcement. Yes, there is. We've seen that. We've seen that. And that does it go back to racism? Possibly. I think it really goes back more to lack of training and and, la- and candidates probably not having the the skill set to be uh, in that line of work. Let's put it that way. Well, you're, uh, seeing, also- you're seeing like a, a tw- I believe it's a twenty six percent decline. And people who are looking to go into law enforcement. Why, why, <laughs> why not? I, I, well, I, and that's where you're drawn from the bottom of the barrel. I, sorry. And police officers are going to get mad at me for saying that. I don't give two shits. I, I got police officer buddies that are great. And I know a bunch that are scum of the earth, man. The problem is that what we got to is that we've allowed this to become what happened with George Floyd. And, and you know, it shouldn't have happened. It was wrong. Absolutely. Escalation of force. Police officer got what he deserved. He is. He's going to prison forever, isn't it, for murder? Am, am I wrong? Because I stay out. I do watch. I'm being uh, serious. I, I don't believe he's being charged with murder. And with yeah, murder. I agree with that. It, I, it should. But we've allowed a political group or a political side and also lobby groups. And, and don't kid yourself. BLM is a freaking lobby group. Don't let don't even kid yourself out there. Black Lives Matter is 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 not equal rights equal. It's not. No, they're a freaking lobby group. They have, the their own party. they have an agenda. We've allowed them to turn this into a racism issue when it never should have been a racism issue. It was a problem within the law enforcement community. That was the issue that we had to do, and it's, and it's gone completely sideways from that. So barely for the problem that we should have been concentrating on and fixing within the law enforcement community and the law enforcement community should have been fixing within itself, we've completely forgotten about all that. Now it's turned into a white versus black and we are completely racist. And it really shouldn't be. And it, no, you, it shouldn't. It you're shouldn't. afraid to say something because, of, oh, you're a racist. 
No, no I'm not. I, no. I have friends of all colors and all religions. How right, am I I'll, racist? Because exactly. I don't agree with that statement. Brother, exactly. And I'll tell you right, and you can post this everywhere. I don't agree with that statement, and it's bullshit. And, and it is com- it in the BLM people. I, God, this is exactly what you're doing, and you're now you're causing, which now you're leading to, and you are you're 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 encouraging whether you say it or not. You're encouraging the violence to start to happen with the rioters. But on the flip side, again, with that law enforcement, when you're coming in and you're dispersing rioters, if there's somebody on the ground. And brother, and and you can't tell me some of you haven't done this. You can't go and pepper spray somebody that's on the ground, and he's out of the fight. You don't go in there. You take it's, that extra step. And, it's over. Why, why? It's over. Well, and again, that goes back to training. That goes back to fear because you weren't well trained. That goes back to being uh, to to, and that goes back to letting anger get the best of you. And people say, "Oh, Tano, what are you talking about? You had anger during Benghazi. You had anger during Iraq. You had anger during when you were in, in Kandahar." I never did. No, I, I did my job. I knew what my job was. I knew what my force escalation was. It never was emotional. That's why I was able to enjoy it so much is because it wasn't emotional. It was, let's just go get the job done. And it never, you never let anger get into it. And honestly, and people may think I'm crazy. I have respect for the Taliban. I have respect for Al-Qaeda. They thought they were doing the right thing too. And those guys fought their asses off. They did. And they were doing it because, well, they were doing it. It was us against them. And God thank us. We were a little bit better than they were. Um, granted, though, we did lose lives, and I've lost a bunch of lives of friends, too. But that being said, um, it wasn't ever done out of anger or emotion. It was always just, Roger, let's go get it done. And, and you do. You do turn into oh, someone. People, and people have said it before. They've been downrange. Robot mode. Well, you do, kind of. You do, really. You just, let's focus. Let's go get a job done. Anger, no. Threat, take them down. All right, he's trying to kill me. You, I'm going to kill him. He's trying to kill me. I'm going to kill him. He's not. I'm going to leave him alone. He may be a threat. I'm not sure. But is he shooting at me or is he trying to kill me? No, he's not. Let's move on to the next objective, but keep your eye on him. And that's where law enforcement, I think people within the law enforcement community, the ones that are doing the bad things, don't get that. But I don't think it comes back to being racist. It's just lack of training. And being a trainer with Battleline Tactical and, and teaching police officers out there that come through our courses, they will tell you firsthand and first foremost, we don't get a lot of training unless we do it on our own. And that's where it comes down to. But again, we've let this go completely out of hand and professional athletes and Levi's and every commercial out there has turned this into a racist movement. And, well, what and about what's race. going on in Seattle? Uh, and on that's, well, you Seattle, you vote, you, you voted for that mayor. You, you voted for that governor. You, you, you always get, you always hear that, you know, you, you reap what you sow. You, you do. That's, that's what you guys get. And the, with the police that you have there now, you know, they, they let that, that autonomous zone go. It's theirs. It's, well, you you can't go back. You can't, you can't go back and take that thing by force. You, you just can't. This isn't Iraq. This isn't Canada. Granted, I know you want to, but you can't go back in there and take it by force unless there starts to be a lot of violence within the group uh, to innocents that are in there. And it sucks. It completely sucks. But that's what our country is. I mean, yeah, it's not, it's not, hey, we're going to go send in the, you know, uh, the, uh, we're not going to go send in the the can what's the the NDS? Well, I don't know if I should say NDS. NDS is one of our our, our allies there in Kabul. It's the CIA equivalent in Afghanistan. But um, I will say ISI in Pakistan. You can't go in and send the ISI, or you can't go in and send a, a paramilitary group in there to 
to kill everybody and spread them out like in a third world country. That's not what our country is. That being said, on the flip side, for the people that have made that a no police zone, if there is a lot of violence within your groups that you have there, if you're seeing rapes, if you're seeing, you know, there's murders, hey, you kick the police out. Again, you go back, you reap what you sow. You you're kicked them out. You, you're on your, now they will go back in there eventually. Yeah, you, you should. As a governor, as a mayor, as, a, as the police chief for that district, you should start planning National Guard. You're going to need them. Yeah, you do. As, as a show of force generally quells, and it will. A show of force will generally quell. Not the, not the actual act of using the force, but a show of force, especially with the military, generally will disperse in our country because – when the military moves in, they do have a different posture that they're able to utilize, a different force escalation posture, rules of engagement posture, because now you're moving the military, and now it's gone up a level. So that moves them out. But you do need to start planning. But again, it, it comes down to, well, guys, you let them have that in the first place um, because you you bow down a bit. Now, I, I don't hey, – that was a tough call because of what was going on. And again, I, I, I don't know exactly – how aggressive because I wasn't paying to the paying attention to the news. To be honest with you, I wasn't paying attention to the the media. But I don't know how aggressive the police were in Seattle when they let it go. I don't know, Chris. You'd have to you'd have to tell your viewers yeah, that. that uh, but that again, you let it go. Once you let it go and you let them sit on it, and they took it. They 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 didn't. They took that little area. They the only way to get it back is either you let it play out, and eventually they get tired, which most protesters do <laughs> over time. Americans get tired. They've got to find something new to do, or you find a way to go back in there, and you do. You, you talk to whoever the leaders are. You try to, yeah. You've you've allowed them to make that make this a, a political statement where now they have leaders and they're and they can demand. They can they can demand. Um, uh, here here's our here's our list of demands, um, and you 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 have to play that out. Granted, do you have to adhere to those demands? No, you don't. No. But you at least have to listen to them. And I would as a leader. Okay, I'll give you the respect now because I don't want violence. I don't want this to turn into a bloodshed. I don't want this to turn into something awful. I will listen to your demands. And then you just you, you got to handle it that way. And then, But for you guys out there, the ones that did make that, uh, is it a call of autonomous zone, I think, or something like yeah. that I've heard. Um, bro, if there's stuff, bad stuff going on within your groups there, and don't be calling the police to come help you. You kicked them out. So you, you get, you have to eat it. You're going to have to eat it and deal with it. And that's how it's going to be. And that's it. That's on you. And, um, yeah, 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 bro. It's, it's just, it's become silly that it's gotten, that we've allowed this to get this far, but, and, and the Brett Favre's and that, that they aren't helping the matter, but you know, it, it, I'm sure he, I'm sure he needs to still make a few money to pay, to make a little bit of money. He's got to pick a side. That's the side that's making the money right now. And as, and I'm sure he's got a lot of, a lot, let's say with Drew Brees, you know, if you don't stand on the side that you, the occupation that you're in and that you're not part of that majority, I'm sure it's going to hurt your bottom line. And yes, you're going to get threats and, and so forth. Well, so have I and my family, yeah. but you still stand up for what you believe in. And, and believe me, when you're, when you're making that flag a symbol of oppression, uh, the, the stars and stripes, wow, way wrong. It has never been a symbol of oppression. The United States flag has been wow. a symbol of freedom. And it's not a symbol of law enforcement either. Don't, don't, the right side can't, oh, put the flag, it's a law, no, bullshit. It's not law enforcement's flag either. It's America's flag. It's a freedom flag to, yeah, if you want to kneel, kneel. I think you're wrong, but 
you can kneel, but it's also your freedom to stand up, put your hand over your heart, and then say thank you to everybody that's been out there. And I've seen flag drape coffins. I've sat next to flag drape coffins on flights from overseas to Germany. I've loaded them on, and my buddies that I watched die. That flag represents those that have sacrificed for all y'all out there. And you may hate you. I don't give a fuck if you hate me for it. All y'all out there to be idiots right now. And then all y'all out there to not have the fear to do the right thing, which mm -hmm. is listen to the Constitution and if listen to the Bible and believe in God and also look and roll your eyes at those commercials that are trying to make money off this this divisiveness and be like, God, that's bullshit. Well, that's my freedom to do that. I fought and earned that right to do it. Just like, you're, just like you believe you have that right to kneel for the flag or say Colin Kaepernick should be hailed as a hero as, as former Army Ranger Pat Tillman. Well, that's your right. Do I agree with it? Oh, hell no. Not even, not even close. <laughs> but that's what us veterans did for you to have those rights to do those things. Yep. And, uh, but I know I'm, I'm all over the place, as you can tell, Chris. Whatever I do the interview, I don't know how you edit this shit. I just jump back. And I, I don't, I don't have a, <laughs> uh, I don't have a roadmap with you. We just, I know. We just go. We just go. We just go. We just, we just, but, but it is. It's, it's, and, and I don't, but I don't lose hope in this country. They're still the greatest country in the world. And with these problems that we've had, we've seen them before. Yeah. Um, they need to get fixed, but we, we always get off of the problem that needs to be fixed. And we got to come back to, well, what, what started this all? Well, a, an escalation of force by a law enforcement officer that shouldn't have happened. And nobody's talking about fixing the, the innards of, of law enforcement and it's all gone to now we're all racist. So we're really not even addressing the problem anymore. Well, defunding, now it's now defunding the police is not going uh, to improve uh, uh, well, yeah. the underlying issue is. Yeah, exactly, bro. And, and no, it's not, it's, it's not. And, and, uh, and honestly, when you pull away from, from what the problem is right now, um, which is just, which is just that within certain, and it's not a, it's not a huge portion of the law enforcement, but within the law enforcement community, when you're pulling the focus of what the problem really is, they don't feel like they have to fix it. So it's like, well, shit, everybody's, it's kind of like when you, you do something wrong as a kid and then your brother does something wrong as a kid and your brother's was worse. So the focal point goes on you and your parents just forget exactly that. Forget the bad thing you did. So you're kind of in the clear. That's kind of what it comes to. Yeah. I'm off the hook now. And, and, but I'm going to tell you right now, I said law enforcement, I hear it all the time. Well, you know, 99.9% .9 of us are good. There's that 1% out there that's a bad apple. Well, one apple, one bad apple spoils a whole bunch. So if all you guys are that great, you, all you guys are that good and you're all doing the right thing. And I know there are some, I know, I know some personally that are outstanding, outstanding police officers. But if that's the case, then why can't you 99.9% .9 fix that 1% and fix it in house? Well, it's, it's a tough job. And, and I'm sure you could relate to it. It's, one of the few jobs where you get up in the morning, you go to work, and you don't know if you're coming home that day. And that's just, that's what you pick, though, but that's what you sign up for. That's it, yes, it, it is. It's, uh, it does. It's every time I got on that plane for 10 years, almost 11 years, 10, over, over 10 years, every time I got on that plane to fly away from my family, which I don't, you know, I don't know how many times I can't even count. I didn't know if I was coming back and it was hard. It was hard. And you're not, you don't know if this is the last time you're going to say, I love you to your family. In fact, I, I started to hate it. I was like, no, just take me to the airport, drop me off. I, you know, I told you I love you. I, I don't want to do that again, but that was the job. And I accepted that. 
And you have to accept that. Now, having that acceptance does not give you the right to go in there and say, well, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want to make sure I get home. You still have to follow rules. You still have rules of engagement. You still have force escalation. You still have your own policies. Now, if those policies are messed up and your policies are wrong, well, guess what, police chief or sheriff, you got to go in there and fix those damn policies. Um, But on the other side, again, that side, when you talk about what's going on at the moment, this whole thing has been hijacked by the Black Lives Matter that turned this into a racist, racist issue and race and how whole America's racism and the white guilt's, you know, it's, it's, it's filling the white guilt is just taking things over and, and, and also the white privilege, you know, shit. You know, I, I don't know about that white privilege stuff. I, I, anymore. Um, I, I work for everything I got in this life. I wasn't privileged. My father was a, uh, <coughs> So I, didn't, I didn't leave a, a lead a lavish lifestyle. I wanted something out of go out and work. Yeah, work your hard, work hard at it. My father was raised very poor. With his parents died when he was one, and his hard work, his hard work in Texas, man, and has has, has built himself up. It allowed myself to not allowed me to not have to to suffer like he did, to not have to not have to go through that. But that was his choice. That was his hard work to do that. So, um, I, I you know th- this this whole. You know, we, we've had a black president, one of the best secretaries of state, Condoleezza Rice, uh, was, a fee, was a black African-American, oh, it's a black, was an African-American <laughs> lady, I know. Um, you know, we, we, we've, you know, you've got sports stars out there. Come on, when you look at a basketball court now in the NBA or football field, how many African-Americans do you see out there? How many, how many Caucasians do you see out there? And what are the pay? Is the pay equivalent to each other? Yeah, it is. It, it damn near is. So there's outlets. You see, you know, I, and, and I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm just, you, you see in the music industry, you see, you know, you see even, uh, you see in politics now, whether, you know, the president with Barack, with former president Barack Obama, all the way to on a gentleman that was served like Ben Carson, who is in politics, but is probably one of the smartest, if not the smartest man in the country, who is also in charge. You know, you know, don't tell me that, that, that there's oppression going on right now. If if the oppressed people are the ones that don't want to work hard, that don't want to get up. I'm Latino. My grandfather was an immigrant. I'm Mexican. He came over as an immigrant and he, picked on a farm and he worked his ass off. And I saw him every day growing up, worked his ass off to get his own farm. And he was, I remember always going out in Delta, Colorado. He was one of the most respected people in Delta, Colorado. Whenever we go out, he was Latino. He was Mexicano. He was, dude, he, he, and he, it didn't make a difference. I, I got, saw more white farmers giving him, and I didn't even think about it at the time because it was just, just how it was. And now I think about like, damn, more white farmers, saying, hey, Joaquin, how are you? And showing him so much respect that, man, it's a, that I never saw oppression or that there was a minority. Because my grandfather was, was one of the top guys in, in, the, in, the, city of Colorado, in the city of Delta. Mm-hmm. So that's what bothers me a whole bunch, too, is with this oppression. Is that, yeah. wait a second, man, I, I, I grew up around that. I grew up around, we call it wet bat, and you can be mad at me if you want. So I call them wetbacks. Yeah. They're market workers that came in. One saved my life when I cracked my head open in the back of a potato, potato truck playing hide and go seek when I was seven, bleeding out, and nobody knew where I was. And the big the guy came in and picked me up and took me out of Grandma Rosa's house. And yeah, I, I never saw 
the diff that there was a there was a Latino against a white Caucasian or against an African American issue in Colorado and Western Colorado. I never saw it, and my grandpa never never said anything that there was, and he never complained about the cars he was dealt. He never complained about anything. He just got his ass up and he worked every day, hard as hell, and he was successful. That's and that's what I saw. And, and uh, my, but we my don't see that. Father was uh, uh, you know he was an immigrant from Italy as well. Third grade in, uh, education. He owned three six-family brownstones in Queens. And see, you know what? Maybe that's maybe it's just easier now to get out there and protest and post stuff about your protesting and your sides on Instagram and Facebook and make money that way than actually get up in the morning and and go work, go work at a you job. Need to at point a, your finger and blame somebody on why you is. don't have what you have. Yeah, it is instead of just getting up and going to work. And I'm brother and I, I think maybe that's, maybe that's it. I, I, I really wish I knew, dude. I really, I, and I don't, it, 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 but it's still as much as it may be disheartening a little bit at times for me, because it is, it, it I, there's, I'm not going to tell you there aren't days that I wake up and be like, why the hell did I sacrifice 11 years of my life? Plus eight more years of my life being in the military, being away from home, this 11 years being away from home and deployed for this why did i do why did i stay away from why did i miss how many birthdays why did i miss the births of my children why did i miss you know how many holidays christmas is thanksgiving away from home thinking i'm protecting this country and its freedoms when i come back and this is i see fear from a virus that is bullshit this okay it's serious <laughs> but it's it's not as serious I, it's I, not as uh, I I um, I, I do. And that's just from my personal experience being out and about again, I don't watch the news, but I still travel. I still am around people cause I teach firearms. I teach them in areas that they're supposed to be. Chicago's one of them. Um, but why am I, why, why did, and I think a lot of veterans think that way. They're like, what the hell, what the hell did we sacrifice all our, our, our lives for this? But then we got to remember and think back. And like I just said at the beginning of the show, we did it for the freedoms. We did it for people's rights to whether we agree with what they're doing or not. It's for those rights to an example to stand and say the Pledge of Allegiance when the, and sing the national anthem. Or if you want to kneel, hey, and I, I, then that's your that's your right. That's your do I agree with? No, I don't. But that is your right. And that's what we did it for. It's why this made this country great. We did. I protected and veterans like myself protected your right to protest nonviolently. When it turns to a violent protest, where there's then that's no longer a protest. That's and just violence. That's and that's that's bad. That, but we protected we protected those rights. We protected those rights for a police officer to get out there and serve your community and protect. Um, you know, then you take it to the next level where you're kneeling on some dude's neck for really you shouldn't have when you're escalating that force up too high. Um, no, I, you know that goes into the violence part of it. We're like, okay, well. That I don't know if I protected that right, but that being said, there is that gray area that people aren't aren't are, are that middle area that people aren't seeing anymore. It's just all right, all left, and veterans out there like myself are just looking at it all. I am. I know there's some out there like me that are just going, really, guys, what the hell? Get get it together, and and that's why, honestly, bro, I haven't stepped in, and I won't. I haven't stepped in and taken a side because I I don't. I don't believe either side is completely right. I think there's 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 a middle ground here that 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 people are missing. But bro, it's going to be hard for that middle ground to be fought found when, like you said, you got Levi 
Brett Favre, the NFL, and you got constant uh, things on that idiot box, idiot box, just throwing you, yeah. throwing you an agenda. Bam, and and you have to see it. And then the only way you don't see it is you got to turn that off. But people can't turn off the TV. They can't turn off their Facebook. They can't turn off Instagram at least for a week just to get your head cleared. It's like cocaine. We're addicted to that shit. Yeah. I want to switch gears for uh, a minute before we got to wrap this up. Uh, you just came out with your third book, Patriots Great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, I, it was written. It came out. I, I would say it, it's been out for a few months. I say about four months. But you know, when the hibbity-bibbity virus hit, the, the coronavirus <laughs> hit, it kind of shut down all my speaking engagements and, and book signings. And I, I get it. Hey, that's uh, people want to be hey, – you, you want to be careful initially they're coming back around though now that we're figuring out that you know what uh, i think we're people are realizing they were uh, for the most part they were lied to by the cdc they were lied to by the world health organization saying how bad it was and, and that they you know I, but that being said yeah it came out and it this was the third one and it wasn't about me i didn't i hash yet the book publisher grand central publishing which is hash yet they wanted me to do the third one. I'm like, well, let's do one about other guys. Let's do something about other veterans or other service members that have accomplished things in their life. And let's use the Army values because I, I felt that people in this country were losing their values. We're losing morality. We're losing, well, ver as a whole virtue, we're losing just their complete, their complete inner virtue, which is, which is God, which is the Bible, which is faith. But I said, well, I was an army. Let's do the values because they really represent virtue, integrity. You know, you got duty, honor, courage, personal courage, moral courage, and so forth. And I picked a bunch of, of other guys and their stories. One, uh, was a pararescue man. His name's Scotty who jumped in on a, it was just a training jump and he did a halo jump and his chute didn't open. He burned and he died on the drop zone. And it's Ooh. his experience of, of actually remembering what it was like for him being dead and then coming back and then building himself back up to become a PGA again. I mean, he, he hit, <laughs> I don't know how many thousand feet died on the drop zone and he went through all that turmoil to try to build himself back up. And he actually went and became a pararescue man again. Um, another another one is Israel Matos, tremendous tremendous Marine who saved his team by a IED when he jumped when he threw his team and shielded them from a donkey a donkey bomb in Afghanistan, and he caught all the shrapnel and how his life changed when because he wasn't ready to get up being a young Marine and how he succeeded after how he's but how he still had to go through adversity, and uh, my favorite one is Alwyn C Cash who was a, a sergeant within the Army. And he was in an attack in, in Iraq, and um, his Bradley, he was in charge. He was Sergeant First Class. He, he was a platoon sergeant, basically, for his, for his Bradley fighting vehicle team. And uh, how it got blown up and how it hit by RPG and how it was on fire and how he got out. But his team, if you've ever been in a Bradley, there's a section on the, on the bottom where you have dismounts, where you have just guys that get out. and Your infantry team, they're 11 Bravos that get out and run and do your assaulting if the Bradley can't move on to an objective. Well, they were trapped inside there as that vehicle was burning. He got out. He's safe. Now, he was doused with gasoline by the spot he was in. So his whole uniform, is his DCUs are all covered with gas, with, with, with fuel with, from the Bradley. And his team was trapped in there. And he ran back as the Bradley's on fire and saved his team by getting them out. During that process, though, his uniform caught on fire, and he actually subsequently died. So his basically, his whole team that was going to die and burn to death, he saved them 
even though he was saved, he was fine. He ended up dying because his he burned to death because his his uniform uh, caught fire. And I put him in the story, and I got it from his his CEO, his captain that was with him. You know, told the majority of his of that story of of Alan C. Cash, of Sergeant First Class Cash, because to me that was like my lord. I mean, that if that doesn't exemplify you know honor and courage, I I don't know what does. You you are safe. Think, think about that. You are safe. You're away from the danger. You have to go back in there to save your team, and you know that you're probably going to die by running back into the fire. And I've ran into fire before, and that's no joke. Man. Running into a flame, burning flames is is. I'd rather be I'd rather be in a gunfight. I really would, because you can't fight Mother Nature. You can't fight fire when you have no water, nothing. And he's covered in fuel, and he ran back in there and saved his whole team at the cost of his own life. And he wasn't—he wasn't awarded the Medal of Honor. That's why I put him in the book too. I'm like, holy shit! How how was this dude not awarded the Medal of Honor? But that's the Patriots Creed. That's what that book's about. And honestly, today in this day and age, what's going on right now? And I'm not pushing the book. People read it if you want. Don't read it if you want. You know. But I think it's important. And it goes back also to moral courage, having integrity. And I, I believe uh, I believe the law enforcement community could get a lot out of that too, of, of doing the right thing when no one else is looking. And it starts, it starts not when it not at the time that, that you're dealing with the subject. And I think your father can probably tell you the same thing. It starts in the academies. It starts getting that good base of having values. And, and then it just continues on. Once you get later in years, which you can pull back from. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, it, I, it was, it's probably my favorite book. I like the Ranger way. I love 13 hours, but this is my favorite because it's not about my dumb ass, <laughs> even though I do have little experts, in, excerpts in there about some other times when I was in Iraq, because I did, I served a lot of years when I was fighting pirates off the coast of Somalia, riding ships for uh, Pacific Gulf Marine, uh, after Captain Phillips was, uh, was attacked on the Marist. So, but it it's good because it, it it's it's other people. Appreciate your time, ah, uh, bro. Is that are we already done? Damn, yeah, we're uh, we're at forty five minutes, man. Holy shit, I rambled too damn much. And that's our show for today. Thanks again for watching our American Outdoor News podcast. You could always go to AmericanOutdoorNews.com for more great interviews and stories. And remember, whether you're hunting the plains of Africa, hiking the Appalachian Trail, or uh, fishing the Sea of Cortez, American Outdoor News has it covered.